are new from Center City. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 17th of November, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. Let's kick this week off with some news on next year's general elections. On Friday the 11th, the executive said the Department of State Services and the Army will guard all of the offices of the Electoral Commission to prevent any further attacks. This comes after vandals set fire to the Electoral Commission's office in Ogun State on Thursday the 10th. The Electoral Commission said the fire destroyed up to 60,000 voter cards and said that it was worried about the increase in attacks since the political campaigns started a month ago. On that note about the elections, on Tuesday the 15th, a plenary of the state legislators elected Honorable Bo Yegar as the new speaker of the Erkiti State Assembly. He was immediately sworn in by the clerk of the House to replace the past speaker who died of a cardiac arrest on the 19th of October. Speaking of state legislators, the Erdo state governor sent next year's budget to the State House of Assembly on Wednesday the 16th. The state plans to spend $720 million, 70% more than the previous year. The budget estimates crude oil to be $70 per barrel and the average daily production of oil to be almost 2 million barrels per day. In unrelated news, on Tuesday the 15th, the UN said the world population hit 8 billion and Nigeria is the sixth most populous country with 216 million people. The UN also projects that Nigeria's population will be about 375 million by 2052. The UN said that unless the population growth rate is backed with sustainable economic growth and development, many people will continue to face challenges. And since we mentioned the UN, the National Arts Theater in Lagos hosted the UN World Tourism Conference, which started on Monday the 14th. The conference seeks to promote the growth and development of tourism among its member countries. The UN World Tourism Organization Secretary General said it chose to host the conference in Nigeria because of the rich cultural heritage in the country. On Tuesday the 15th, Vice President Orsimbarja thanked the UN for hosting the conference in Lagos and said it is an opportunity to define the future of tourism and answer important questions like what can be done to make the movement of people across borders easier, how to stop the ultra-nationalist rhetoric of politicians who seek to demonize foreigners and promote racial segregation, and how to incorporate technology into tourism using virtual reality. From a tourism event to an economic one, the Minister of Finance, Zainab Ahmed, spoke about the Nigerian Economic Summit on Monday the 14th. She said that the executive wants the per capita income to be $33,000 by 2050 because it will make Nigeria an upper middle income country. The minister claimed that the executive needs to attract more investments from citizens in the diaspora, diversify the economy, and encourage more citizens to pay their taxes as the current tax collection rate is too low. A day later, on Tuesday the 15th, the minister said the federal government will stop paying fuel subsidies by June next year. She said that even though it will be difficult for citizens since the price of fuel will rise, the subsidy payments won't be possible anymore as the government is already running a budget deficit and would have to borrow money to maintain the fuel subsidy. 
On more financial news, on Wednesday the 15th, the Bureau of Statistics reported that the month-on-month inflation rate increased to a 19-year high of 21% in October. The Bureau said that the high inflation rate was due to the increased cost of imports and energy. The rise in cost of food caused by the floods also contributed to the high inflation. Speaking of the floods, on Friday the 11th, the United Arab Emirates, or UAE, sent relief materials and food to victims of the floods that hit Nigeria. The head of the National Emergency Management Agency thanked the UAE government for the aid, while the UAE ambassador to Nigeria said the donation shows the strong diplomatic relationship between the two countries. According to the government authorities, the floods have destroyed up to 82,000 homes and displaced up to 1 million people. Moving on, on Thursday the 10th, the Minister of Information said the executive is closely monitoring the changing developments at Twitter following Elon Musk's takeover. Recall that part of the requirements for the executive to lift the Twitter ban in the country in January 2022 included that Twitter be registered as a company in Nigeria and appoint a country representative to liaison between the company and the government. The minister said that even though it has no intent of banning Twitter again at the moment, it will not permit any social media platform to spread fake news and disinformation. And next up, some travel news. On Friday the 11th, the Federal Airport Authority said it had reopened the domestic runway of the Lagos Airport, which has been closed for repairs since July. It said it installed a new lighting system, which means the runway can now be used for flight services at night. On Tuesday the 15th, a high court in Lagos issued an order of interim injunction ordering the executive to stop creating the planned new national carrier, Nigeria Air. An umbrella group of local airlines, the airline operators of Nigeria, filed the suit at the court. The group claimed the air transport license of the proposed national carrier did not pass through the proper channels of authority. However, the Minister of Aviation said no law in the country would stop the federal government from setting up the airlines as Nigeria Air is a limited liability company in accordance with the laws in the Corporate Affairs Commission. On that note about travel, on Wednesday the 16th, the Ghanaian Ministry of Foreign Affairs said that the security alert circulating on social media warning its citizens against non-essential travel to Nigeria due to security risks was fake. In some entertainment news, Burnaboy won the award for Best African Act at the MTV European Music Awards on Sunday the 13th. The other nominees were Ira Starr, Musa Keys, Thames, Zuku, and Black Sheriff. Burnaboy has the chance to win another award. His album Love, Damini was nominated for a Grammy Award in the Best Global Music Album category on Tuesday the 15th. His song Last Last was also nominated for Best Global music performance. Another Nigerian singer, Thames, was nominated for Best Melodic Rap Performance and Best Rap Song for the single Wait For You, featuring Future and Drake. And finally, on to some sports news. On Saturday the 12th, the coach of the men's national football team released the list of players for the friendly match against Portugal, which will be played on Thursday the 17th. He left out the captain, Ahmed Musa, but called up Victor Osimhen, who is the higher goal scorer in the Italian Football League. 
The coach of the Nigerian team, who is Portuguese, said it was good to play against his home country and that the Nigerian team will only develop when they play against such top teams. The team lost its last three friendly matches against Mexico, Costa Rica, and Ecuador. Talk about losing. Nigerian mixed martial art athlete Israel Adesanya lost his ultimate fighting championship middleweight champion title to Alex Pereira on Saturday the 12th. The loss ends his four-year run as the middleweight champion, which saw him win several title fights in a row. And that's it for this week. The consensus seems to be Mastodon for people leaving Twitter, and some even Facebook as well. Mastodon has no ads and no algorithms, but you need to pick a server or subdomain. Which ones have you chosen? Thoughts about that? How has your experience been? And anything else social media related, you can let us know at Nigeria at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K.com. Say go bay. Say go bay.